Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Joe Connolly with producer Neil A. Caruso, and we're here with Cindy Vandenbosch and Andrew Gustafson, husband and wife, co-business owners, founders of Turnstile Tours. And part of their story that is interesting that you'll hear about is all of the different tour-related and associated services and products that they have come up with from their tour company. But first of all, Cindy, what is Turnstile Tours? Sure. Thanks so much for having us. Um, So Turnstile Tours is a social enterprise business, and um, we really help build the capacity of nonprofit organizations and small museums um, to really share their stories. Um, And so we're a mission-driven organization and company, and, and our mission is really to advance public knowledge about the meaning of place connect people of diverse backgrounds and inspire a culture of community participation. And so we do that in a couple of different ways. We do that through offering tour programs that we design in collaboration with different uh, nonprofit organizations and small businesses. Um, And then we also have a consulting side of the business where we support uh, all different kinds of uh, cultural and even government organizations and their efforts to engage the public. Um, so that's a little bit about who we are and what we do. And you have some pretty unusual tours, right? I see that you give tours of parks. And what are some of the unusual tours? Yeah, so a lot of the tours that we give uh, are not conventional tourist destinations. Uh, actually, our longest running tour program uh, is at the Brooklyn Navy Yard. Uh, And so we've been running tours there um, on a wide variety of different topics, really showcasing uh, the past, present and future of that uh, city owned uh, industrial park. And there's so many stories to tell, not just about the history, but also about the hundreds of different manufacturing companies and artists. Um, And the way the site uh, really operates is sort of a a back office for New York City. Um, And that's a lot of the stories that we tell is really how New York City works by taking people behind the scenes, whether it's. Uh, you know, to factories or to different pieces of infrastructure or just showing them like our park. So Prospect Park, um, you know, is is such an important respite for uh, Brooklynites. Uh, but also it's this, you know, incredible engineering marvel and this, you know, sink of biodiversity that, that provides so many different uh, services, both in terms of recreation, but also ecological services for the city. And you started to touch on that. That's what I was wondering about. How do you make a tour of a park interesting? 
Yeah, well, it really comes down to people's stories, right? So that we really try and center people uh, in, in all of our programs. Um, so the, the people that uh, make the city work um, and really give people a lot of different entry points um, to understand the bigger concepts that we're talking about. So you don't have to be interested in architecture or ecology or landscape architecture. Um, but if you're interested in hearing about you know, people, how to do their jobs, uh, you know, there's, there's something for everybody in our different tours. And I, oh, I would also say that on our tours, we try to create a space where people are sharing knowledge and their own stories. And that's been so incredible through the years. We've had people at the Brooklyn Army Terminal and Brooklyn Navy Yard and even Prospect Park who have their own stories or their ancestors that have direct connections. Um, and then I'll also say on the people side of things um, that we also do programs about street vendors and the stories that they have to share about their families, about how they got into the business. And so it's about creating those human connections, um, both with the people that come on the tours because they have interesting stories too, um, and the people whose stories we feature on the program. That's so cool and, and great. You, what you're doing is bringing history alive. That's what, what you're doing. And I noticed that you even do tours of the New York food cart community uh, people. And who, who takes these tours? So we are very strong with the local market and always have been. Um, so we've been in business now for almost 10 years. And um, that's something we're really proud of, that people who live in the tri-state area, they are the core of our business. And they were actually, you know, really helped us get through the pandemic um, over the past year as we moved into the virtual space. Yeah. And we try and have a, a good mix of, of customers um, in the tour business. You want to have always have a mix between your retail customers who are buying um, tickets uh, and then your group uh, experiences as well. So we do tours for, um, you know, schools, universities. Um, we get a lot of uh, government delegations, business groups um, that want to, you know, learn from the sites where, where we give tours. And then people come because they just uh, want to have a fun outing as well. But we always try and give people, um, you know, we always, we, we want you to come away having learned something uh, as well. And so the food cart tours are a great example of that. We, we use we use food as, as a hook to draw people in, and the food is delicious. Um, and I say it's some of the not just some of the best street food, but some of the best food, period, in New York City. We had a street vendor cater our wedding, one yeah. of the vendors we work with. So. Um, but people come away from that experience learning about, you know, what are the regulations? What's the day in the life of a street vendor like? You know, they get to meet the vendors and learn about, um, you know, some of the challenges they face with the regulatory environment that we have in New York City. So. Yeah, civic engagement is a big piece of all of our programs where we want people to leave with a sense of really understanding how decisions get made and how they can play a role in that. Whether it's in New York City or wherever they're coming from. Yeah. I'm just smiling through this whole interview. Neil? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. And, you know, it's amazing that you've been able to move tours virtually. You know, a lot of companies have found that it's uh, been beneficial. It's broken down geographic barriers in your case, you know, brought more viewers. Um, but is that sustainable? Is it profitable for you? So I, I think that um, it's definitely helped us 
the virtual programs and we actually set up a membership program as well during the pandemic and it's really helped us bridge the gap. Um, and we're gonna continue doing that kind of programming because it provides um, a couple opportunities like you mentioned, Neil. For one, uh, we can reach people um, who might not be able to come to New York City, um, but it also allows us to do programming um, that's not rooted in a place or rooted in a place that we can visit. So we can, uh, we've had guests actually join us from all over the world um, for our virtual programs. You know, we, we highlighted a, a, a beautiful church in Pittsburgh that we've been doing some consulting work for that has some of the most amazing church murals uh, in the United States. Uh, we did a whole series of programs about uh, Thai food. And so we interviewed restaurateurs all over the United States and even did a couple of programs um, that we broadcast from Thailand. Uh, and so- Well, to Thailand. Yes, yes, <laughs> we didn't go to Thailand, yeah. Um, but they, uh, we had, we had actually um, some chefs in Thailand broadcast um, to our program. So it's really opened up a lot of really neat opportunities. And now it's also, you know, created this wonderful library, um, and we get a lot of people who come back and watch our recorded programs. Uh, and so creating that content has also been really great for us for helping to um, showcase what we do and also drive traffic to our website. And if we hadn't launched the virtual programs, I mean, last March. We had a, a thousand cancellations, uh, all within a matter of a couple of weeks. And we decided right away to launch those virtual programs on um, March 19th, I believe it was. Yeah, so and we, that helped us bridge the gap to the, to the PPP funding that we were able to get. We, we gave our last guided tour on March 11th, and we decided then, like, let's go virtual. And so starting March 19th, we did a virtual program every single day uh, for the for first 100 days. Uh, <laughs> and now... Today we're doing episode 230 or something, and then we've done dozens and dozens of, of programs for private groups as well. And so uh, they're almost all different. So we're constantly coming up with new ideas, thinking of new places we can visit, um, and really relying on the incredible talent and knowledge um, and networks of our team as well. It's not just the two of us. Yeah, and it's it's helped us like stay connected and continue to build community. Um, so that we didn't have to shut down. You know, we continue to tell stories and share stories, which is something everybody really needed mm -hmm. and needs, right, in, in this difficult time. So um, on that end of things, it helped us stay connected to the street vendors, even though they were cooking from their home kitchens as part of our programs. What's the tour you're doing today? Uh, today we're doing um, uh, a virtual program about the history of Concord uh, and its connections to, to New York City. Um, my the SST, the SST plane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I never flew on Concord. I've gone on the wonderful tour of the plane at uh, the Intrepid Museum, um, but my my father actually flew on Concord more than sixty times. So I have a whole collection of Concord memorabilia that we're going to talk about, um, but also talk about you know the the deep connections that the plane had to New York City and and the battles over noise uh, in uh, around JFK. Uh, and how that really shapes um, the aircraft and, and its its uh, career. One more before back to Neil. How many people will you guess will watch the Concord tour today? Or maybe it'll be in person. You may know. You may be going into the lair. And how much are they paying a piece? Uh, yeah. So we get we get a. It depends on the day and the program, but we get a few dozen people that join on our virtual programs and. Um, and people pay, uh, we charge $5 um, per program. 
but really what drives um, our virtual programming is, is our members. So people sign up for a monthly membership and then they get access um, to a certain number of programs per month and then they can access our library as well. So that, um, that ongoing revenue um, has been really important to us and we're, we're so appreciative um, of our members, um, some of whom were customers before the pandemic. Some of us some of them discovered us during the pandemic. Uh, and it's been really great to build this little community and you know we have virtual happy hours with them. And in the future, um, we're going to be doing you know special members only tours um, in person. So, and we have done some virtual programs that have been you know hundreds and hundreds of people, yeah. like the program we did on nine eleven, for example. Yeah. So we've, we've done a lot. On, on what? We we um we worked together with the uh, Navy League um to put together a panel discussion uh during last year's um, 9-11 anniversary uh, about the boat lift. Um, so we had folks from the Coast Guard, from New York Waterways, the Staten Island Ferry, um, from the um, Sandy Hook Pilots Association, uh, who shared their story about what it was like to evacuate more than a half million people off of uh, Manhattan by water, the largest boat lift in history. Um, and we had hundreds of people join that program. So we, we find that, and we really love doing programs with different partners. Um, we've done a whole series with the South Street Seaport Museum. Uh, we've done programs uh, with uh, Open House New York um, and other organizations. And, and they really help to bring their audience to us and we can provide unique content to their audience. And guys, um, you know, I find it interesting that you've actually grown new audience online and you know sometimes it's difficult to capture new audience so how are you reaching people and i'm sure that that presents some opportunities for maybe sponsorship or partnership yeah i mean partnerships uh, partnerships and sponsorships um have both been critical to the success of the virtual programs and i think there's a lot that we're learning from that that we're hoping to transfer over to the tours and public programming that we also do in person um, and so that's the, for example, the, there was a, a Thai organization, Andrew mentioned the Thai programming. Um, there was a, 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 a Thai Select USA is an organization that uh, supports and promotes Thai restaurants across the United States. And instead of doing food festivals, we help them do these online programs featuring the stories of Thai chefs across the country. Um, so that would be kind of one example, or um, just working with some of our partners like the Prospect Park Alliance, throughout the pandemic really wanted to continue to engage people with storytelling and connecting people to the park. And um, we were able, we were able to help them do that. So um, I, there's, there, there were so many partners that we worked with. Um, I, I know you showed the photo of Sure We Can. That's an example of, of an organization um, that, that supports um, canners in the city. Um, and so we helped share their story. So we've just been able to spread our wings and share so many more stories um, through the virtual format. Um, but we're also excited to getting back to, you know, we, we have been doing some in-person tours and we're starting to ramp those up socially distanced safely. And so we really do miss seeing people in person as well. But in the meantime, the virtual programs have been a saving grace. And we've already had people who have uh, found out about us through the virtual programs who've joined uh, in-person tours as well. So we hope that'll continue and we're, you know, um, transitioning some of our benefits to our membership program so people can 
uh, use them to join in-person tours uh, as well. So, um, yeah, I think I think Cindy's right. I mean, partnerships are, are really key. It's it's so hard to reach customers um, as a small company, uh, and so being able to tap into that audience and provide something of unique value to those partners. And I think we've we've shown that. Uh, we can do really unique and, and professional virtual programs. And especially early on in the pandemic, uh, we kind of, um, you know, as they say, put the plane together as it was flying. Uh, and so now we, we have a team that's really become, um, you know, quite quite adept in this digital space. It's so much so that um, this spring we supported the Brooklyn Bot Botanic Garden behind the scenes for their spring virtual festival. So we were behind the scenes, our team producing and directing, helping with uh, their Making Brooklyn Bloom uh, programming, which they normally do in person. And so it's really a celebration of community gardeners. And um, we were really proud to have the skills, have developed the skills just through practice. What did you do behind the scenes for them? What 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 did you do behind the scenes? So we did all the production, as as you know, Neil can probably attest to. There's there's a lot of moving parts, and so it was, uh, you know, managing the audience and the chat. It was um, the ASL interpreters and yeah. helping prep prep the interpreters and the staff to work together. And I think, Neil knows. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a really important point too. Is that one of our really core values is that we want to make our programs um, accessible to all people. Uh, and part of our work that we do in consulting is um, consulting on accessibility. Uh, and so when we started doing virtual programs, we had to think about, you know, how we can make them more accessible to people. Um, and so, you know, for example, when Zoom launched uh, or when, when, when people, we started, when using, we started Zoom. using Zoom, I should say, <laughs> um, captioning was a, was a challenge. And so we actually, you know, for the first several months, paid a staff member, and we all learned how to be semi-competent closed captioners. Yeah, um, we took turns. And, like, and finally, there were certain staff members that really had that skill. But yeah. that we were just trying to make sure that people who were hard of hearing or needed to watch with the sound off or didn't speak English as a first language, could still kind of enjoy the programs that we had to offer. Just quickly before we get back to Neil for one more, which came first? Your consulting on exhibits and research of history or the tour company? Which was first? They were both kind of at the same time because really? our backgrounds, yeah, our, so our backgrounds, my background is in the museum uh, disability and tourism fields. Um, Andrews is, is also in museum and geography. And then we have other staff members in the performing arts. Many of our staff members have been with us since the beginning. Um, and so uh, it was really the skill sets we had that we were able to use to make our tours engaging and to do the kind of research, like the museum style rigor. Um, the the it, tour it, business <laughs> is good in New York right now, right? The, the tour business is good. Or a, a pandemic aside, it seems to me to be a growing industry. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, and I think um, it's, you know, we're, we're kind of unique um, in our industry and in that we do have such a, a large presence with the local market. Um, and that helps us. Um, it kind of smooths out a lot of the volatility um, in the industry. We're not totally dependent upon international travelers. It's nice to have that. Um, but having that core local market um, who's going to, you know, come out um, 
uh, year round uh, is, is really nice. I, I just want to add one more thing just about the kind of the consulting and the tours, which is, you know, when we started the, the, the business, we were looking to build our portfolio of tours. And so there were partners, you know, nonprofit organizations that reached out to us or we reached out to. And, and oftentimes it would be a situation where, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a perfect fit to develop a whole public tour program around this site, or maybe it would be better for them to do it themselves. And so we're like, well, what kind of services can we provide to these organizations short of developing and operating an entire public tour program? And so that's kind of how Turnstile Studio developed, where we could create this kind of suite of services uh, working behind the scenes um, to help uh, either existing institutions, um, you know, be better at what they do uh, or to, you know, help them, you know, grow a new program. Cindy and Andrew, um, you know, content is obviously king. And I wonder just briefly, why is your, you know, content so engaging? You have just, you know, great, you're bringing people in, bringing new people in. Why are people coming back? You know, what, what do you hook them with? I mean, I actually think it's the relationships that we have. You know, we're really invested in the, in the um, organizations that we work with. And I think that's clear to our visitors and it makes them want to be part of this community. It makes them want to be invested. Um, and so we really, we're not the tour company that's you can call up and, and, and they, you know, we're not the company that's gonna try to cover all of Brooklyn in three hours. That's not what we do. What we do is we focus really on certain stories and certain places and we go deep. And I think for people who come on one of the tours, they realize that it's that approach and that methodology and the relationships. It's clear that we really know the people that are at these places and have a great deal of respect for the work they do. Prospect Park, for example, the folks at the Prospect Park Alliance and the Parks Department have been working so hard through the pandemic to maintain this green public space for people to enjoy. And we make those stories visible. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, that's what keeps people coming back is the curiosity really about, as Andrew mentioned earlier, like the inner workings of the city and kind of who's behind all that work. Who are the maintainers of the city? Who are the street vendors who feed New Yorkers affordable food and work so hard every day? And we really we really ask our, our guides as well when they're training on a tour to think about, you know, what is your personal entry point to this story um, to really make it resonate with people. You know, we don't we don't use scripts. Uh, we really try and um, engage our staff with the partners, with the people on the ground and also with primary sources. Um, so they really feel immersed in it. And so we try and immerse ourselves in all of our programs and go really deep. So, you know, we live five blocks from Prospect Park. We go there almost every day. Uh, we're tenants at the Brooklyn Navy Yard. We have our office there. So um, in normal times, we're there, we're there all the time. You know, we serve on a board uh, for the Street Vendor Project. So we're really, um, you know, really trying to engage in a real way with, with all of our partners so that, uh, and that, I think that translates uh, in the tours. Yeah. So great. You are obviously wonderful tour guys i bet your tours are just great and it's really been nice to talk to you and hear about how well your business is doing and you are bringing history alive because in that sentence that i noticed on your website 
we, we want to build a sense of place. And I was going to ask you what that meant, but you explained it. It means a sense of the people in the place. And continued success. Thank you very much. Thank you. And go to the website, Turnstile Tours. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. We really appreciate this opportunity. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.